Welcome to the show called Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Davis and I'm with my lovely wife Rachel and we are your hosts. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling. The how, what, when, where, and why. We want to affirm, encourage, challenge, and inspire you in this adventure of a lifetime. And we want to celebrate everything you get to experience along the way. This podcast is sponsored by Apologia Educational Ministries. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Today's show is titled, Advent, the Incarnation. Okay, Rachel, let's talk homeschool. So we've been reading a book by J.I. Packer entitled, Knowing God. And in chapter 5, he says that the Incarnation might be the greatest mystery of the Christian faith. And of course, we're now in the Advent season, the beginning of the Christian calendar, And so we wanted to unpack Packer's (laughs) presentation and outline from John chapter 1, looking at the Incarnation. And we're going to do this in a a free-form kind of discussion. So any background from you, Rachel, before we get into some of the the seven specific points that he mentions? Yeah, I think it's, it's been remarkable in our 35 years of marriage, our progression toward Advent, because neither of us were raised um, celebrating Christmas as the birth of the Christ child. And so I would just say that it's never too late to start, because neither you nor I celebrated Christmas. For me, growing up, Christmas was all about the JCPenney catalog. Well, exactly. The Sears catalog, the gifts, exactly. the toys. All about me, and it, it's, it rang empty so many years, right? Because I'm my parents endeavored to get me everything that was on my wish list, but that was not possible, right? We were on a budget. And so I remember just the emptiness of opening all the packages and I didn't get everything I wanted because the emphasis was so much on what I wanted. Right. And so when we were raising our own kids, we brought Advent into a what I call a serious mode mm-hmm. where we were, were making the Christmas season about the birth of Christ. Right. And we did our dead level best to de-emphasize the gifts and uh, all that comes with the consumerism and commercialism right. of the time. Uh, and part of that was uh, having an Advent wreath with an Advent candle, an Advent devotional, and we did that with our kids. So as we unpack Uh, this message by J.I. Packer, looking at the incarnation, which is that mystery, as he says, possibly the greatest mystery of all Christian faith, trying to understand, wrap our minds around what it means that God took on flesh and came to us. And then as Jesus walked on this earth, he was completely human and completely the divine God and how our finite minds can even try and comprehend the incomprehensible. So let's look at the first point from John 1.1, the very first words. In the beginning, that tells us that the word is eternal. Yeah, so I love this parallel between John 1.1 and Genesis 1.1, the same first three words, in the beginning, it's just so powerful. I love how John draws on that truth in Genesis, the eternality of God, and returns to it in his epistle when he's writing and introducing to us the God-man, 
the person of Jesus Christ. He goes back to make the connection between when all of everything began and here at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. So yeah, the eternality of the word. Again, I've said this so many times, so it it probably echoes in some of our listeners' heads. Jesus was not an afterthought. He wasn't plan B. He was before the dawn of creation. Three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Trinity, perfect unity in the beginning. And then again, we see here John emphasizing that point at the beginning of his gospel. Right. In the beginning, God created time and Jesus, God's word, made flesh, was in the beginning. He's eternal. He's always been. So, first point, the word's eternity. Second point, the word's personality. Continuing in John 1, in the beginning, the word was with God. So, we we worship a triune God, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, There is a relationship there. There, They are three persons, as we say, in one God. Again, the Trinity is another great mystery to wrap your mind around. But here, this part is reminding us that Jesus is a person, a person that we can have a relationship with, a person with a personality. Just just try and think about that, that this is God we are talking about. And so we can know here, too, that this, this Jesus, who was in the beginning with God, we see in the personality here a unity with the Father and the Son. So even though Jesus came, uh, God with flesh on, incarnation, we see that there's still this oneness with the Father. And that's throughout the book of John. John emphasizes that Jesus says over and over, I am the Father in one. I do nothing that my father doesn't direct me to do. He over and over and over, Jesus himself emphasizes this point, this being one with God the Father. All right, let's continue. In, in, we're still in John 1, 1, folks. Let's get to the third point, which is still in verse 1. In the beginning, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So yeah, so here again... John is about to introduce us to this Jesus, right? But he wants to emphasize simultaneously the eternality, the unity, and the deity of Jesus. This is so important that we get our mind around who Jesus was. He wasn't just another man. He wasn't just a good prophet or a good teacher. He was God with skin on. That's who Jesus was. So it's, it's really, again, I love how J.I. Packer talks about this in the Knowing God book because it's really a great seasonal thing to wrestle your mind with, to return to these truths during this season about who Jesus is. All right, so we're, we're going to now go to verse 3, but I'm going to go ahead and read all of John 1, which we've just gone through, got, uh, showing us that Jesus was eternal, personal, and God the eternity, the personality, and the deity of the Word. And then we'll go to verse 3. So, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now, verse 3. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. 
So the fourth point is that Jesus is creating. He is the creator. He was there at the literal beginning in Genesis 1. Again, reemphasizing his eternity and his eternal nature, but specifically right here, his creative nature. He was the same God, the same triune God that was there creating time, space, matter, light. And this speaks to his power, right? His ability to bring something out of nothing. And we can know that that same God who spoke light into existence is capable, is the Almighty who has the power, the power to grant to us forgiveness. So we have Jesus being eternal, being personal, being God, being the creator. And now let's go to the fifth point in verse four. I'm going to start in verse one again, though. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And now verse 4, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. So this, when I talked about what God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were creating in day one, I talked about time, space, matter, and light, but then looking at the other days, he animated things. He created birds, fish, animals, land animals, and humans, and he was the life that was the light of men. Right. So this Jesus later, you know, the seven I am statements that only John underscores in his gospel One of the declarations that Jesus makes is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so we see here again, at the beginning of of John's gospel, he is already telling us that Jesus is our life. He animates us. He gives that to us, the life uh, that we can only find in him. If you go back to Genesis, you read that God breathed into man the breath of life. Now, the word breath... Is where we get uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Pneuma, the Holy Breath, the Holy Word of God. When Lagos is the word for, is the Greek word translated as word, but Pneuma is the Greek word translated spirit or breath. And those go hand in hand. When you speak a word, your breath comes out. And so imagine. When Jesus, in the flesh, spoke, he was breathing words, the very word of God, and bringing life to all who heard it. And you can see the life through Jesus' teachings, and that's why it's so important to study the Gospels. Don't neglect your reading and study of the Gospels. The very words of Jesus speaking, teaching, giving life. All right, so let's stay in verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So when you think of light, what does light do? It illuminates things. It reveals things. Jesus, God's word, is not just eternal, personal God creating and animating, but God's word, Jesus, is revealing. He is the light that illuminates and helps us to see what we need to understand and know about God, about creation, about ourselves, 
about the past, the present, and the future. He was the, and is, the life that was the light that reveals. And again, I mean, these these four verses are so power-packed. I hate that we skipped verse 2 in terms of delineating something, but... Here we go again. We have this throwback to Genesis 1. What does Genesis 1 say? In the beginning, God created, right? And he spoke light into existence. So here again, John is referencing God speaking light into existence. And here we have John introducing Jesus as the light. And again, Jesus declares in one of those I am statements in the Gospel of John, I am the light of the world. So here we have John, again, just re-emphasizing who Jesus is in this whole thing. He was, as John writes, the life that is the light without the light of Christ within you, without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that third person of the Godhead. We don't have the light of our lives to light the way on our path, on our journey. And this is what Jesus came to bring us, was the light that would give us the light that we need to show us the way. All right, so we've gone through verse 1, 2, 3, and 4, which I'm going to reread. And then you can read verses 5 through 13 on your own. But then I'm going to conclude with the seven point from verse 14. So verses 1 through 4 of John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And now verse 14. And the Word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The the summary, the climax, the statement, the incarnation. Exactly. And John is underscoring it then where he says, and we have seen, right? So John wants to make it clear this was not an apparition. This wasn't what we wanted, hoped it would be, or just thought that it was. But this is actually what Jesus was. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is the John that spent time with Jesus, the disciple who was known as the beloved disciple, the one that leaned on Jesus at the Last Supper, the one that was at the foot of cross who was given charge of the mother of Jesus. This is that John, and he is declaring here in the first 14 verses of his gospel who this Jesus is. And I think it's interesting, David, it's on the list that we just went through, the first three, eternality, personality, and deity, are attributes of Jesus, not an exhaustive list, but three that we can see here in just these first few verses of John. And then we get three actions that he actually does. He's creating, he's animating, and he's revealing. And I think what's so powerful about both of those is we don't serve an impassive God. We don't serve a God that's far off, that spun the world into motion and sits somewhere far, far away with his arms crossed, hoping we can figure things out. But he's actually active. And again, that's what we see in God's uh, John's gospel, Luke's gospel, Mark, and Matthew, is we see Christ active in the lives of men, responding to circumstances, teaching, meeting people where they are, extending grace and forgiveness and healing. And that is the same Jesus that we celebrate during this holiday season. Well, and as you continue reading through John, he talks about, 
I, I in you and you in me. Right. Um, God in us and us in God. And if you look at this word, uh, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That can be translated as he tented with us or he tabernacled with us. So God made his tabernacle in a human body. And then when he left, he did not leave us alone. He left us the Holy Spirit to live in our bodies, the temple of the Holy Spirit. So God in a fleshly tabernacle in, with, in the form of Jesus and God the Holy Spirit in a tabernacle in each one of us. So it's, it's an amazing thing to think about God specifically being both human and being God, because... Well, and I just want to say, Jesus is a lot better than the J.C. Penney catalog. Putting our hope in Him is life-changing. And it means that every Christmas season is full to overflowing with His abundant blessings. When we focus on Him, we don't come up empty during the season. There is so much of Him to celebrate and be grateful for. Amen. So enjoy this Advent season with your family, and we're going to bring this conversation to a close. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us next time and next year. If you liked what you heard, please write a review and share it with your friends. This is Let's Talk Homeschool, and we are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. We want to thank our sponsor, Apology Educational Ministries. Their mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. Apologia is the award-winning publisher of creation-based science and a brand new Bible curricula for homeschooling families. It's called The Word in Motion and is designed for all learning styles, visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. Yes, your kids will be required to move as they learn the Old and New Testament storylines and the key words for all 66 books of the Bible. The course includes streaming video lessons by author Rachel Carmen, stirring narratives, thought-provoking review questions, and engaging notebooking journal activities. You can learn more at Apologia.com slash Bible. The Word in Motion, published by Apologia in partnership with Walk Through the Bible. Go to Apologia.com slash Bible, a great place to explore God's Word. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.